Greetings, I'm David Garrig. Welcome to the Asana Kitchen podcast. So for this month's installment, I'm gonna be working with uh, one of the five niyamas, which are the second limb, and it's called swadhyaya, or um, self-study. It translates as self-study, but it, it actually technically means, or classically means, that you study the sacred text as a way of, kind of um, as part of your endeavor to dif differentiate between the material aspects of you and the spiritual aspect of you. That's one's called purusha, the spirit. One's called prakriti, which is nature or matter. The state of, kind of the existential state of humanity is of suffering due to san yoga so that the material and the spirit are mixed up and confused. And so the process of yoga is to separate material from spirit and understand your essence as a spiritual person or a spiritual entity in this world. In Swadhyaya, you consult the sacred texts because of that confusion is so anchored in. The, the, this feeling that this body, that this personality, this little self that I am, my ego, that this is what I associate with self. So it's a very ch challenging proposition to entertain this um, greater dimension of self, this hidden sacred dimension that I am. And then the sacred text, it doesn't matter which one it is, this is what's so amazing about them, is they're all defining self, the eternal self, and they're describing its qualities even though it can't be described. It's beyond words, it's beyond reasoning and logic, and it's hidden, it's, it's not part of this uh, illusory more material physical world. And so it doesn't matter if it's the Upanishads, the um, Bhagavad Gita, the uh, Puranas, the Yoga Sutras, Hatha Yoga Pradipika, all are describing self. And also, the, there's other sources like the Bhakti poets that um, are, they're, all their poetry is trained on um, making, defining, or articulating, expressing that communion or um, the separation. And so I make a practice of that myself, of like kind of gathering poems and um, taking out little stanzas from the different texts that are reminding me of what is the difference between this spiritual and the material. Okay, so I'm gonna read you some of those, a few of those. And one is the, a poem from Nanak, who is a Sikh sage who wrote uh, really beautiful poems about self. Okay, and they, a lot of them don't have titles, and so this one doesn't, but it's about um, order, which is like um, the order of the whole cosmos, and that the, the sacred self kind of arranges the whole universe by order. So there's a law of cause and effect, and there's, there's an order that is, it's a hidden order that, that's beyond the kind of logical or human order, and it's kind of defining our lives uh, in this real kind of undercurrent way and headed, making us head towards our sacred duty. Okay, so here's his poem. He says, by order, shapes take shape. 
an order that cannot be uttered. By order, creatures live. By order, each finds its status. By order, high or low. By written order, joy or sadness. By order, some are given alms. By order, others ever wander. Under that order is all that is. Beyond that order, nothing. Nanak says, to understand that order is to say goodbye to I. Okay, so I love the rhythm of that. He keeps reminding you that there's an order, and then he keeps qualifying it. Okay, and then I'm going to read you a little passage from the Chandogya Upanishad. One of the reasons I like this one is because it's reminding you that this search for self, the quest for self, happens within your very own body. And, um, and that's what we do on our mat each day, is that we're, we're in quest of that uh, sacred self that we are, our spiritual identity. Now then, a man is made of resolve. And what a man becomes on departing from here after death is in accordance with his resolve in this life. So he should proclaim this. The self, Atman of mind that lies deep within my heart, it is made of mind. The vital functions, prana, are its physical form. Luminous is its appearance. The real is its intention and Space is its essence, and it contains all actions, all desires, all smells, and all tastes. It has captured this whole world. It neither speaks nor pays any heed. This self of mine that lies deep within my heart is smaller than a grain of rice or barley, smaller than a mustard seed, smaller even than a millet grain or a millet kernel, but it is larger than the earth larger than the intermediate region, larger than the sky, and larger even than all these worlds put together. This self of mine that lies deep within my heart, it contains all actions, all desires, all smells, and all tastes. It has captured this whole world. It neither speaks nor pays any heed. It is Brahman. And on departing from here after death, I will become that. A man who has this resolve is never beset at all with doubts. So a great sage used to say, this chest does not decay. Its cavity, the intermediate region. Its bottom, the earth. Its corners, the quarters. Its opening above the sky. This chest contains wealth. In it, this whole universe rests. All right, so this next um, poem, it comes from a Baal poet, B-A-U-L, and they're uh, like a gypsy tribe of wandering ascetics in India who are musicians, so they sing songs to the divine, they write poetry to the divine. And, um, and th this one that I'm gonna read to you is really um, special to me partly because, um, so I have my yoga studio in Kovalam, in southern India, and it's up on the top floor of the building. So, and it's up, 
uh, surrounding it is palm trees. And um, so every so often a, some, a guy will come and he'll um, climb the coconut tree to get the coconuts. And he does it with bare feet, his bare feet right on the trunk of the tree and he wraps a, his towel around the, the tree and around his back and shimmies up to the top of the tree. It's like super monkey-like and cool. So this poem, it's about a date palm tree and, and tapping it um, by the same method. And it's relating it to the practice of yoga and to um, the, the need for discernment and this uh, clarity about what you're actually doing and using your mind well uh, to do it. So he says, pour out the useless cloudy fluid, oh angry tapper. Hacking at a date palm tree is not tapping it. No, the tapper of love works his way up to the top of the tree, aided by the mind, the supporting strap tied in a loop around the date palm, and then piercing the heart with a sharp-edged knife, he opens the course, its torrents of sweet crystal juice. <laughs> so, Piercing the heart with a sharp-edged knife, he opens the course, its torrents of sweet crystal juice. Okay, and so that's a wonderful image for the, the heart opening that happens. When you really let yourself immerse in yoga and, um, and in your own self, in your breathing, in your mind, in the present moment. Okay, so we'll do one more last one, and this one kind of returns to the idea of the body being the, the temple and the sacred space and the vehicle for realizing sp spirit. So this man, he says, the body of man is a land for wish fulfilling. And so that, and also just before I read that one all the way, I love that idea, is a land for wish fulfilling. So it's this idea that we all come into the world with our, this, the greatest, most deep, profound, sacred wish to fulfill. And that's what we spend our whole life chasing. And that when we yoke ourselves to yoga, that, that wish starts to become clear. Okay, and so he says, the body of man is a land for wish fulfilling. Care will produce a harvest of jewels. Plow it in a propitious time, hopes that ushered you to this material world will bear fruit. Hopes that ushered you to this material world will bear fruit. And action is the steel for making your plow. Passions are the oxen. Sow your seeds on a ready land and treasures will be yours at harvest time. So action is the steel for making your plow Passions are the oxen. Sow your seeds on a ready land. Treasures will be yours at harvest time. Okay, so um, I hope those inspire you as much as they inspire me and that you can start your own little uh, kind of gathering of what constitutes self. And, it's, and so building a body of... Uh, that drawing on the different texts and things that inspire you, and then you're, you'll position yourself to make that distinction, to end the san yoga and understand the difference between your 
material nature and your spiritual nature. One note, I would love to have you come to India and study with me. I'm doing it for seven weeks this year, and you can find information about it on my website at www.davidgarig.com, and you can register. So thank you for joining me for this installment of the Asana Kitchen podcast. Namaste.